Welcome to A Knight's Respite, the podcast where Sir Lao and St. Godric take a break from their duties as knights to share their passion for LARPing and Renaissance festivals. Join us as we explore the world of medieval reenactment, discuss the latest trends in LARPing, and share tips and tricks for making the most of your Renaissance festival experience. Whether you're a seasoned knight or a curious onlooker, A Knight's Respite is the perfect place to discover the magic of medieval times. So grab your sword and shield, and let's embark on this journey together. This is a night's respite. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Night's Respite. I'm Sir Lao and I'm here with my good friend, St. Godric. And today we're going to talk to you a little bit about crafting and kind of introduce ourselves. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing well. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, the weather's been super nice out here in Tucson. <laughs> and uh, for everybody, I actually just moved from Kentucky all the way out to Arizona. And uh, it's definitely been a big culture shift, but I'm definitely loving this mm. 60, 70 degree weather instead of the, the inches of snow you guys are getting out east. Yeah, we had we had ice going out of my car, uh, out to my car after work today. I had to sit and let it warm up for 20 minutes as the <laughs> getting all the ice off the windshield. So part part of the reason why uh, Lao Tzu and I wanted to do this podcast is because we're, you know, good friends, but we both moved. Mm-hmm. He moved to Tucson from Kentucky. I moved from Kentucky to Ohio. And uh, this is something that we're both real passionate about, uh, but also just wanted to give us an opportunity uh, to make some content, have some fun mm-hmm. and uh, give us an excuse to hang out a little bit and then kind of get some of the, let some other people hang out with us as well. So I've got something kind of fun okay. uh, allowed to, he doesn't know, he doesn't know I'm about to do this. So uh, some of you have probably seen Lao Tzu and I, we've done some different podcasts together. We've Mm -hmm. done some different content on my channel before, um, but we want to do a short introduction for those who maybe don't. Mm -hmm. So I am going to start by introducing Lao Tzu, and then I want Lao Tzu to introduce me. And then we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We don't. We don't get to introduce ourselves. Okay, are you sure? I think it'll be. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm positive. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who uh, haven't met Lao Tzu yet, uh, one of my favorite amp guarders in the entire game, uh, kind kind boy. Um, I'm pretty sure started with martial arts uh, before he got into LARPing. Mm-hmm. Um, got into LARPing mainly as a physical activity, physical outlet uh, to try and stay in shape, make some friends, mm-hmm. um, some different connections there. Has been playing for seven years, five years. Gosh, I don't want to admit. Um, it's not that. It's not as long as a lot of people. I think I started in maybe 2000. 16 so some okay. yeah, i try that. not to think about it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so been been playing for a little mm-hmm. bit here um mainly an amp garter has cross gamed a little bit a uh, little bit of hema a little bit of dagger here a little bit of sca as well um but main game is amp guard mm-hmm. um Lao Tzu is a knight of amp guard from originally knighted in the kingdom of the rising winds now playing in Desert Winds? Uh Dragonspine. Dragonspine. I was mm-hmm. close. I get all the Western I get all the We're Western close. kingdoms mixed yeah, it, up. Yeah, it's it's not that far from mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. And Serpent Knight mm-hmm. for Master Owl, mm-hmm. which we'll get into what those mean mm-hmm. here in a little bit, some of those those titles. Uh, but suffice to say, very crafty person. Uh got his owl through woodworking. Yep. And yep. And as far as in-game, I would say favorite class. 
Mm-hmm. I'm torn. It's either it's either Druid or Assassin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Assassin. Those are both good guesses. Um, we'll say it's a tie. <laughs> tie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I bet you I bet you Druid is probably your favorite. Assassin is the one you're best at. Would would be my assessment. That's pretty fair. Um, there's a lot of versatility, and hey, maybe that'll be a good episode to kind of go what our yeah, yeah. feels are on our favorite classes and least favorite classes. For sure, that would be fun. All right, so everyone, there's your uh, two minute synopsis mm-hmm. on Sir Lao Tzu. Uh, your turn. Okay. See what hmm. see what you know. So this is uh, Saint Godric. Um, he's usually wrong about most things, and I <laughs> I kind of keep him around as an act of charity, um, helping him out, correcting him whenever he's wrong all the time. Um, both me and his wife kind of take that upon ourselves as a, mm-hmm. it's a burden. Yeah, they ta- tag yeah, team. Yeah, it's a burden. Yeah, um, but somebody's got to do it. Um, but yeah, um, Godric has been in the game for I think he started. I think about three years before I did, um, especially like being um, less in the nerd culture whenever you first started, um, like mm-hmm. showing up in ball shorts and thing. I mean, so do all, all of us. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing kind of the the um, the combat aspect of it and really kind of resonated with you. Um, mm-hmm. So he's been playing for a while um, in the Rising Winds most of that time, um, but now he is playing a lot in Winter's Edge um, and is mm-hmm. making a pretty big impact down there, especially with the ANS culture and some competitive battle gaming uh, culture down there, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um, he is in Amgard, also a Serpent Knight, um, specifically for dragons, mm-hmm. doing a lot of belts and doing a lot of um, tournament performance. That's kind of where you got your um masterhood in master dragon but mm-hmm. you also um cross game a lot more than i do um doing beldag um a lot really enjoying that type of combat especially mm-hmm. um you've not really fought too much in sca but you really love the culture um way too much mm-hmm. into mongolian culture but i don't know that's everybody yeah <laughs> um and uh now you're definitely looking a little bit more on the kind of we'll say mentoring side of things in the game, um, kind of mm-hmm. building up culture, building people up, kind of building up good practices where you're at. You just started a park recently um, in Winter's Edge, but had to move whenever you went to Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you are big into playing Paladin. Um, you have mm-hmm. a really nice kit for that, good shark mail, uh, really cool <laughs> shield, everything like that. So uh, I think that is most of the synopsis i'm gonna give at least yeah yeah i like it i like it and uh if you couldn't tell right there uh sam and i sam i'm gonna do that a whole lot yeah, same. <laughs> uh and i uh so we part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast this mm-hmm. uh show this podcast is because we we get along great but we disagree on almost everything mm-hmm. and it, it it's it's super fun uh, and we we enjoy that different aspect of it and so being able to provide some different perspectives on different things in larping and renaissance fairs in other just general nerdy topics mm-hmm. and different hobbies yeah. that we both have mm-hmm. yeah, and, I, and so to, okay yeah, I was going to say I think it's important to be able to kind of show that in the culture that people can come mm-hmm. at a uh, an issue with different feelings I mean vastly different experiences and different biases but still be able to come out of in a constructive conversation like building that culture mm-hmm. up is going to be really good 
Yeah, absolutely. And and today we're starting off with one of the earliest disagreements that I remember having with Lao Tzu. I think it may be the earliest disagreement I had with Lao Tzu. So, but before before we get into that, uh, Lao Tzu, if you would set us up when we say ANS or arts and sciences mm-hmm. in LARPs in general. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Kind of set the stage yeah, for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it largely comes down to the kind of the crafting scene and the performance scene um, more than just about anything mm-hmm. else. Um, when it, less performing science experiments, but um, I don't know, Some sometimes you do that. I actually did a early mm-hmm. um, presentation on the actual science of brewing because uh, I come from a, a scientific mm-hmm. background and actually started at the University of Kentucky a Brewing Club sort of thing with the College of Engineering where we actually went into mm-hmm. the science of that stuff. But anyway, um, mostly performancing, performance stuff and uh, crafting. And that crafting can take a lot of different forms. Um, for me, it's woodworking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what I just decided to pick up and go with it. But there's a lot of people that do metalworking. There's a lot of um, garbing, so making clothing and things like that, which I know I'm terrible at. Um, There's people that um, in the performance side do like singing or do explanations mm-hmm. on i remember a really cool presentation at one of the events in um in kentucky someone did kind of a really in-depth presentation on how to develop rp especially kind of a little bit more on a tabletop setting but still applicable to kind of live action mm-hmm. role playing like how to develop now when you when you say when you say rp what role do you playing. mean yeah no good point um mm-hmm. Uh, which some games take a little bit more seriously and some don't. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like explaining this is how you can make your your non-player characters, your NPCs successful, what information you should provide for them um, and how to actually actively engage yourself. So mm-hmm. the ANS scene can take a lot of different forms um, and has different venues mm-hmm. as well. Um, so there's just general doing crafts and, and performances, um, whether it's around a bardic fire at an event or just making things to wear. But there's also tournaments. Um, that is a particular um, scene in the Amp Guard game where there'll be tournaments that are kind of based around performing or doing certain craft with certain like a certain rubric and you're scored on that and kind of put up against each other to mm-hmm. see who's going to come out on top. And it can have a million different rule sets, whether it's um, one best mm-hmm. item one on one until you kind of get the best of the best that style tournament, or you might have to do three different styles of crafting. Um, but yeah, it could be a lot of different things. And that's one of the really refreshing sides of the, the crafting um, scene in that kind of particular venue is uh, in a lot of places that's not, a one size fits all sort of um, environment that mm-hmm. you can just do the same thing every single tournament. You actually have to adapt and kind of think your way through it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a yeah, big rundown. Sure. I know a lot of different LARPs out there will have some sort of arts and science culture. And so in AmpGuard and in the Society for Creative Anachronism and a few of these other games, it takes the form of tournaments. And a lot of what the ANS, we call it, you know, for shorthand mm-hmm. for arts and sciences, is essentially making all the stuff that we do and that we mm-hmm. use. And so I, I really enjoy ANS because it gives me something to do at home uh, during the week with my hands, keeps my mind busy, keeps my hands busy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a creative outlet. And there are a lot of people like myself who really enjoy the competitive aspect. Mm-hmm. But then there are a lot of people like Sir Lao Tzu here who... I, you enjoy the competitive aspect, mm-hmm. 
but you ended up getting the in in the game of amp guard mm-hmm. their serpent knight and sea has knighthood dagger here belagard mm-hmm. some of the games you'll hear us talk about frequently on this show have ans knighthoods or peerages as they're often mm-hmm. called um for arts and science and i am one of those as is lao tzu mm-hmm. and we got there in very different methods mm-hmm. So I love tournaments. I think I I am a hyper competitive person in pretty much everything that I do. uh, And the arts and science tournaments are really fun for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I remember Lao Tzu here, uh, when I show up at his park, he'd been playing for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. hadn't really entered anything on a kingdom Mm -hmm. level, hadn't really kind of pursued the competitive end too much. And me coming in who loves the tournament scene was like, yeah, you got to do tournaments to be able to, to get a masterhood, right? If you want to get anywhere in this, in the arts and science stuff, you got to, you got to go and you got to win. That's all that matters. And I took, and Lao yeah, Tzu, I took that as a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah, like, um, it was that specific sort of mentality is like, I'm comfortable with tournaments mm-hmm. and things like that. But, um, knowing that there was a little bit of that kind of, I won't say a culture, but, um, or rumors or anything like that, but like people felt like they had to enter in tournaments to be able to show what they can do mm-hmm. and be able to move up kind of these ladder wards. And I wanted honestly just to kind of go for it and go like full send and just go through the whole thing without entering in any tournaments, um, just to show everyone who one mm-hmm. that you can do it. Um, and two, there's a lot of people tournament anxiety um, to say, yes, it is mm-hmm. possible. There is a venue for you to kind of, um, like get recognition and things like that. It's going to be a little, it's going to look mm-hmm. different and it has its own particular challenges, but it's not necessary to do tournaments to be mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. 100%. I think in what Lao Tzu said there at the very end is the important part. Uh, if you're making things and you're trying to go up the ladder award, which in certain LARPs you'll have mm-hmm. these things and other ones you won't essentially the ladder is a one to 10 scale where you continue to progress and get better and better. And you get awards. You can see, I, I don't have any in mind. I'm pointing mm-hmm. over for Lao Tzu. He's got some of his awards on the mm-hmm. wall. Mine are up. You can't see them. They're off screen, but they're, we take a lot of pride in our awards uh, there. It's a, a cool acknowledgement of mm-hmm. the skill and the time and the effort that you've put into a particular craft and you can to get those things to get those awards to move up the scale as it were your stuff has to be visible and there are a few ways that you can do that the easiest way to be visible is tournaments Mm -hmm. but it's not the only way to be visible it's definitely easier to be seen in tournaments because people are actually actively Mm -hmm. looking at what's going on i mean both in a judging sort of way but also just it's present for the monarchy or whomever to kind of look at Mm -hmm. so can you can you talk a little bit on how did you get your items your your woodworking crafts in front of the people who could give you these awards Mm -hmm. if you weren't entering them in tournaments because for me that's all i ever Mm -hmm. did i entered tournaments and i vended and i sold stuff and so my stuff got out there in front of a lot of people because i was vending Mm -hmm. and then i was winning tournaments so it got in front of the eyes of the the people who could give me those awards but you you took a different path so what did that look like um some of it will be a little bit particular to woodworking which is a very kind of big craft it's hard not to notice it sort of thing um Mm. and i honestly just kind of felt like going for it um i was deciding whether or not to go into kind of like metal craft or woodworking and i lived in a neighborhood where hitting 
an anvil and a hammer together for hours on end was just going to be really annoying to the neighbors. So it was only a little bit annoying with like saws and things like that. Um, try to be a little conscientious, but anyway, um, so it can take a couple different forms. Um, making kind of bigger items. Like I made a couple of siege weapons and used them at different um, mm-hmm. events and different games, especially on kind of the, we'll say on the NPC side of things. I wasn't actually participating in the game, but you can have these siege weapons in the background as a kind of a, mm-hmm. a bad guy or a, uh, an obstacle for people to have to deal with. Um, so like having something big and obvious is a very easy way, but if you're doing kind of smaller crafts, that's not necessarily an option. Um, so a very readily available and I will like beg people to actually get into it, um, is getting into the gift scene, especially on like nightings. Um, mm-hmm. there are several gifts that are given at an amp guard particular in particular, there's a lot of gifts given for nighting, whether like swords, garb, belt favors, anything and um some are pretty regular but they don't have to be you can do whatever uh that is really where i kind of moved up the track was i made chests Mm -hmm. for people um which really wasn't a thing in the rising winds until i came around um it was a little bit of a i'll say a little bit of a labor of love to try to get the that to be not an expectation but just another like a thing that people Mm -hmm. could could do again and i went years just making three or four nice Mm -hmm. chests every single every single year sort of because i was the only one doing it and um being friends with people and i wanted to provide that so it it took up pretty much all of my crafting time Mm -hmm. um well, and, and when he says knight's chest, what he means is, so you mm-hmm. go and you do these these big ceremonies mm-hmm. and it's a five to 10 year journey for these people. And so a lot of, when they get knighted, a lot of their friends are giving them these gifts. Mm-hmm. And so they end up with just a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and they're getting it all at the same time. And how do you carry it? And so part of it is a practical, you're giving them this chest to keep yeah. all their cool new toys mm-hmm. in. But then another part of it is it's something cool that they can either take home and use as furniture in their home. Because mm-hmm. um, Lao Tzu here is... I mean, furniture grade, very high end, very, you know, his stuff is beautiful. I have a piece in my living room, Mm -hmm. um, but then you could also take it out to the event if back to further events. If you like, you want to keep all your garb in this chest, you can bring that out with you every time. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a practical gift, but it's also a really cool way to show your skills. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Good point. Um, and it was something very visible, um, at least to the person receiving it. A lot of people didn't mm. like, it wasn't part of the ceremony or anything like that. So that kind of raises a little bit of point, even if something is kind of um, very obvious and a very big part of a ceremony um, or it may not be uh, on the side of not doing the tournament scene. This is kind of getting a little bit into the, the difficulties and um, mm. sometimes you have to do a little bit of like, I won't say humble bragging, but a little bit of bragging on yourself. You have to to show your stuff to people. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just kind of keep it in a box or not say anything. People might not notice. They might not know that you did it. And this can kind of go for even just items for yourself. You can make yourself a belt or um, a new tunic or something like that. You have to... Mm-hmm. You do have to tell people, it's like, hey, look at this. I made this, um, whether that be the... Or get your friends to. If you're not mm-hmm. willing to do it, get five of your friends to go and exactly. do it. And a lot of people, almost everybody's willing to like show off their friend's mm-hmm. stuff. Hey, look at what my friend made me. This is really cool. You know, yeah. and, and show the people that you kind of like 
I won't say I don't look up to in kind of the crafting scenes. Um, it's hard for me to go to an event nowadays without people showing me like woodworking pictures and things like that. And I love it. I love looking at it and I love mm-hmm. gassing people up. And like, I love recommending awards for it too. Um, the people that are kind of like you see that have done these crafts and kind of done the, this little journey um, and has reached some sort of end. It may be masterhood. It may not be. It's whatever. It's unique to the person, but show them your stuff and kind of get creative feedback. Um, usually people are pretty good about that. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people will recommend you. Like I, I love doing that. It's very rewarding um, for me in the game to be able to look at that, give, Hey, you did this fantastic. Hey, maybe you could work, try this technique. Uh, for example, and the the crux of it though is understanding that you really have to have people see it. Uh, in mm-hmm. nightings, if you make a sword, people are going to see that sword. So it, it, it takes a little bit less of kind of like showing your stuff off yourself. But if you're making really fantastic belt favors or really fantastic hoods or something similar to that, you might have to say, "Hey, look, I made that." what do you think about it? And, um, Mm -hmm. that can be just as effective as entering in tournaments or not in tournaments, whether that be, Hey, talking to your friends to, to kind of network for you, or, I mean, just immediately talking to the, the monarch game. I mean, I I did the same because there was a chest that wasn't going to be given for a while. Um, so I ended up just like, Hey, check this out. I actually brought it to a tournament and the person was there. So I had Mm -hmm. blankets all over it sort of thing. Um, but just like, Hey, check this out. Um, take a look. I want it. Like, I want you to, to kind of look at it and see, see how well I've done. Um, Mm -hmm. and that may be a little bit hard, but it might be a place to grow because at the end of the day, like Mm -hmm. if you're doing these crafts, they're, they're important. You're growing, you're getting better. There's intrinsic value and all that stuff. So being able to brag on yourself a little bit is a good thing. And I'll second the giving gifts to your friends who are getting knighted um, because that's a I'm going to make stuff for my friends anyway. Right. I want to. And because they're knighting gifts, they're fancy gifts. I'm generally going above and beyond like the normal stuff that I'm making because I want it to be special. Like Mm -hmm. this is for a lot of people, the, you know, a a culmination of a long journey. It's a once in a lifetime type of thing. And so I'm going out of my way to put extra effort into, for me, it was paracord belts. And so I got two of my 10 awards off of Nighting's gifts Mm -hmm. and I made them for my friends. They were really cool. They were given at court, you know, so a lot of people saw them, but then your friends who are knights are going to be wearing all their new swag Mm -hmm. for the next forever. And And so hundred percent they do, (laughs) especially it's, it's a free gift. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and it's by a person that they like and that they enjoy and yada, yada. I, I think that that's, that's huge. Yeah, um, it's not always people I, you like. The person that made my paracord belt, I wasn't a really big fan of. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, still wear it every week. Yeah, though. I do. Thanks, Godric. <laughs> yep, yep. So, giving uh, like gifts, knighting gifts, getting your thing uh, out in front of the people who can give you the awards, whether you're doing it or your friends are doing it. Um, and then, so there are a couple of other, uh, other ways that you can do that too. For me, the way that I got my stuff seen was mm-hmm. tournaments. Yeah, let's go into that. And so, yeah, so arts and science tournaments in every LARP that I've ever played that has tournaments 
periodically you'll get anywhere between two and four of these big tournaments a year mm-hmm. for the kingdom that you're playing in and i show up with my items lao tzu shows up with his items and 10 or 15 20 other people show up with their items mm-hmm. as well there's generally a rubric you'll get a, a grade of one to five or one to ten it kind of it kind of changes mm-hmm. right yep. and there's there are some rule sets and you get five judges that are looking at your stuff. And generally those judges are serpent knights or people who are pretty good mm-hmm. at the ANS stuff who know what they're mm-hmm. doing. And so if you can impress those people, that's five other people that yep. are, it's good that they can see your stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Tournaments. Oh, go for it. Go yeah. For it. Well, um, so like, obviously I've never been on the entering side of things, but I've judged a ton. There was a couple of years. That's all I was able to do. Um, <laughs> every event I was like, all right, what am I judging today? Um, especially during, mm-hmm. um, the shutdown during the pandemic, doing all the online judging, but I digress. Um, after every single, um, tournament, we would sit down as a group and kind of talk with each other to say like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend this person there at, X award or whatever, like I'm going to do it. I recommend you guys do it as well. So the judges often get together and want to try to recommend these people at these tournaments and kind of gas them up. So mm-hmm. like, if you, especially if you get a good group of judges that are organized, like it's almost built into yep. the system for them to want to kind of recognize you for what you've done. Yep. And then if you do well, even if you don't win, because a lot of times in these tournaments, a second or third place is still really good. If especially like if you show up at a tournament and you come in third place to St. Godric and Sir Lao Tzu and you get third, that doesn't disqualify Mm -hmm. you from high level awards. The fact that you got third and the only people in the field who beat you are current active serpent mm-hmm. knights is nothing to be ashamed yeah. of, especially if you're at like a fourth order. For sure. Like, I mean, it's just like fighting that's warlords. Really, that's really yeah, sick. It's like if you get <laughs> yeah. third in tournament behind two warlords, like you're probably doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And most kingdoms after these tournaments, they'll post the top three people who won. Mm -hmm. They'll also post like the best in show, which is the single item that scored the highest. And sometimes you can win best in show and not win the tournament. It just kind of depends Mm -hmm. on the rules. And so when they tag them on their Facebook group and in their discord and all of that, you're getting eyeballs on your stuff as well. And so I I hope at the end of this conversation, uh, you people, you can kind of get this idea. It doesn't matter necessarily how you get eyeballs on your stuff, Mm -hmm. as long as you're getting eyeballs on your stuff. And that can be whatever is the way that you're most comfortable Mm -hmm. with and the way that you have the most fun. For me, that was tournaments. For for Lao Tzu, it was not tournaments because he's Okay, I was I was gonna say because you got to be spiteful to me, so you're not gonna do tournaments. I don't want to go spiteful. <laughs> Point proof, maybe. Getting, yeah, yeah. Getting eyeballs <laughs> on your ANS on your arts and science items is the important goal. Yep. Um, and there there are a bunch of different ways mm-hmm. that you can do that. Yep. And so you gotta like uh, for me the 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 takeaway on whether it's like tournaments or non tournaments, like yeah, you should be proud of your stuff. Like you put a lot of effort into it. So mm-hmm. like being active about saying, Hey, look at this. will go a long way for you. Mm-hmm. 100%. 
Well, everybody, uh, that is going to wrap up mm-hmm. our first episode of A Night's Respite. We uh, are so glad that you're here hanging out. Uh, our goal is to be publishing these fairly recent or fairly regularly. Uh, so if you have any ideas on topics that you'd like to see us cover, uh, anything in the LARP world, anything in the Renaissance Fair, or just anything, you know... It, adjacent yeah. to those things mm-hmm. as well uh, throw those down in the comments below uh, we'd love some ideas on that and if you enjoyed this content please uh, hit that like button it does help out the channel a whole lot and uh, i am saint godrick that that is my friend <laughs> sir Lausu. hopefully we're on the and, right uh, side this, actually i hope you queen right. into space <laughs> <laughs> and this is a night's respite we'll see you next yep, time see you guys